Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Time for football now, and it's time for Ricardo Ball, and I'm not quite sure why you've worn a green and white shirt. Is it because Celtic are leading Rangers 3-0 as we speak? I mean, what is it with you and, and just backing winners? <laughs> Mate, uh, Celtic haven't been winners the last couple of seasons, have they? Uh, no, no. I, um, Smithy, my mum's family's Italian. My dad's family's Irish. Do you think I really had a choice as to who I supported come Scottish football other than the left footers? No, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely true. And I understand that. And it, it looks mighty fine on you, to be fair. I suppose that uh, begs the question why you haven't got a Celtic tattoo on your other calf. But uh, that's for another day because we have very important news to get through. Uh, and, of course, uh, it's it's odd sort of news, really. The All Rights, all rights game has uh, been called off. We're not. That's not unusual. But uh, what is... Uh, as a result of that, of course, Danny Hayes uh, not got an opportunity, a last opportunity to formalise things. So what about the impact of that uh, Uzbekistan game being called off? Yeah, I think it's um, far from ideal for Danny Hay. Uh, you know, there was uh, things that he was wanting to try. He had obviously put this squad together with a, uh, with an eye on March, uh, given there were some players that he knew he wasn't going to be able to have, particularly for the first, possibly second game of uh, the World Cup qualifiers because of the way they sit outside the window. And, uh, you know, I think he really wanted to have a look at Bill Tuiloma as a, as a right-back option, because uh, as I think the last time I mentioned, uh, I was on with you, we talked about right-back being a, a position that the All-Whites probably haven't really fully cemented yet. Um, so, yeah, far from ideal for Danny, and, uh, you know, that kind of leaves his planning a little bit up in the air. I mean, uh, at the moment, I was talking to Jacob Spoonley from the PFA uh, the other day, and he said he knows Danny's very much in, uh, you know, fostering relationship mode at the moment with some of the clubs, particularly in the A-League and and elsewhere, uh, to try and sort of buy some favours to get some players released a bit earlier. Um, so I think this has certainly thrown a, a dampener on that for him. Well, with uh, the Phoenix uh, down uh, towards uh, the foot end of the table and things not uh, going so well for them of late, would that free up any of those players, particularly in the early part of the squad when some of those European ones won't be available? Is that is that now a possibility? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, I mean, the way it works, they don't have to name a hard, fast 23 for the whole tournament, which uh, works in our favour. They can submit a list of 40 or 50 players, and then each match day, it's up to you to name a 20 or 23, whatever it happens to be. Uh, so that means that they can rotate that. And so I think what you will see is that Danny might have that chat uh, with David Dome 
for example, and say, look, you know, I might want uh, Finton, I might want Payne, I might want um, Clayton Lewis, uh, maybe Alex Roofer, maybe a, a Ben Wayne. Um, I, I, I want these guys, but I'm not going to have them for the whole time. Can you give them to me for the first week and then you can have them back? And then by that time, the European players are available and you can bring those guys in. So I think there's going to have to be a bit of juggling. It's certainly not going to make life easy for him in terms of continuity and getting a team to gel but I, you know it's a needs must situation and I think that's basically how it's going to look Right so what spots for you are still very much um, in the melting pot so to speak Well I think a replacement for Chris Wood is the big one you know, that is, how do you replace a Premier League striker um, in your number nine jersey? I think that's very tough. Uh, so that's got to be the biggest call. And uh, what are his options there? Um, it, it might have to be, he might have to manufacture something. He might have, you know, how Liverpool played Robert, Roberto Firmino in the nine role in the traditional striker role, Smithy. But he doesn't really play that way. He kind of plays a bit inverted and then the wingers overlap and it's the Salahs and the and the Manes that, that end up at the top of the pitch. And, you know, he may have to look at doing something slightly different um, to be able to make that work. So I think what he does in the Chris Wood position is uh, is going to be vital. Also, from a creativity point of view, you know, we rely heavily on Sarpreet Singh. Um, chances are we won't have Sarpreet for the first two games. Uh, so what does he do there? Uh, who's who's going to be the creativity in midfield? Where is that going to come from? Um, so, yeah, I think those are the two big ones. I think, you know, the fact that the MLS is, uh, you know, they're, they're in their off-season now. Um, so Bill Tuiloma, Michael Boxall, a few of those will be available. So defensively, I think we'll probably be okay. Uh, but it's further up the park that I think is, a, is probably a worry for Danny. Okay, um there's a few Kiwis uh, on the move during the January transfer window. Kakachi, uh, we've uh, heard about during the week to Serie A. What great news for him. Uh, Joe Bell to uh, the Danish uh, Superliga champions, uh, Bronby FC. Uh, and Joe Bell's becoming quite a desirable option, isn't he? Yeah, very desirable option. I mean, you know, uh, Viking ha- have turned down a, a couple of bids for him previously. In the last transfer window, they turned down apparently a million pounds from Barnsley in the English Championship uh, for him. So that was interesting. They've held on. Uh, they haven't. It hasn't been announced. It's one of those undisclosed payments, so you don't know exactly how much he's gone for. Uh, but I had a Danish journalist on last night uh, on the World of Football talking about it, and he believes it's somewhere in the region of two million euro is is what uh, they've uh, paid for Joe Bell. So um, I think it's a, it's a great move. I mean, Brombu are a team smithy that have, you know, they produce Peter Schmeichel. They produce the Loudrup brothers. They're, a, they're, they're one of the great teams in Denmark. They were the champions last year, as you said, and this year they've played in the Europa League. They were in the group stages of the Europa League. They played against Rangers in that group. Uh, so that's a big club, and he's replacing a, a local player that has come through their academy that they've sold on to Genoa in the Serie A, because the thing with Scandinavia, particularly Denmark and Sweden, is it really is a shop window for the rest of Europe at the moment, and that's why we've got so many Kiwis going there. Um, so Joe will go straight into the team, and he can play as the six, uh, a holding guy, but he offers the guy he's replacing, he offers a bit more than that guy. He can he can play eight, he can score goals, he can get a bit, uh, a bit further forward. So, you know, uh, according to our Danish friend last night, he goes straight into the team, he'll be a guaranteed starter, and he also believes that Bromby have bought him not just to replace this guy, but because they see value in him. He's only 22. They think they can get a couple of years out of him in that shop window, then they will be able to shop him to a bigger league. Interesting. So uh, we'll keep our uh, finger on the pulse of that because that's really exciting news for Joe Bell. He's going to be the beneficiary uh, of all these those moves uh, along the way. 
Uh, let's stay overseas uh, for the moment, uh, Ricardo, and not great news coming out of uh, the Manchester United camp with uh, Mason Greenwood in all sorts of trouble, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I would say it's early doors, but I would say Mason Greenwood's career is over. Uh, you know, he's only 21, but that's the way it looks. And, you know, uh, fair, uh, fair enough, too, because you can't do what he's done. I don't know if you've heard the audio or seen the pictures, Smithy, but it is ugly. It's ugly. If you don't know what we're talking about, Mason Greenwood's girlfriend had uh, posted pictures of herself after he'd basically beaten her up, shown bruises, a split lip, a blood nose, um, blood streaming from her face down her chin, and then released audio of him basically telling her to do what he wants in the bedroom, if you like, and kind of slapping her around. Um, it's pretty ugly. He's been arrested in charge. Oh, I don't know if he's been... Yeah, he's been arrested and charged with rape, and he's also uh, with assault. He's also been secondarily arrested and charged with threatening to kill and sexual assault. Um, he's now out on bail... Uh, but I see that if you go to the Manchester United online store and try and buy a Mason Greenwood shirt, it comes up as uh, they can't. You can't find anything under this name. Uh, he's suspended from the club. He can't play for them. He can't turn up and train. Nike, uh, who he also has a deal with, they have uh, taken down his image off all of their platforms as well. And I believe Cadbury, who have got some deal with English football, and he's involved there somewhere, have done likewise. So yeah, it doesn't look good. And and you know. He's got to wear this because it's disgusting behaviour. Um, from a purely football point of view, it's a pity because he's such a great footballer, but being a great footballer doesn't allow you to be a scumbag and get away with it. No, it doesn't. And uh, not only his football career looks like it's doomed, uh, life in general is uh, not looking too flash for one Mason Greenwood. So uh, that'll be in the headlines for uh, weeks and months to come at various stages. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, means, meanwhile, uh, the football goes on, thank God. Down the bottom, uh, it's uh, a real... Hot battle in terms of the relegation. Uh, Nor- Norwich are clear at the moment. Newcastle, Watford, Burnley close behind with games in hand. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I mean, I think you look at the the business that Newcastle have done, and you know, there's a couple of guys. Uh, Guamares that they signed from Leon looks a very good player, but he needs. If he settles, I think they'll be good. Um, and obviously, the goals of Chris Wood, Kieran Trippier on the right. They've put, they've brought in on loan Matt Target, who was the left back at Aston Villa, who's just been replaced at Villa by Lucas Digne from uh, the Everton uh, the Everton player, former Everton player. Um, they have done. They've strengthened really well. The one place they probably would like to have got someone is another creative midfield option. They tried to get Jesse Lingard. Uh, that didn't happen from Manchester. United, um, but I think Newcastle probably under Eddie Howe should have enough now to get out of that. I, I worry about what Watford will do um, with Roy Hodgson. I mean, Roy is a, a bit of a firefighter, but uh, he generally needs a little bit of time to put his ideas across, and, and it's one thing that Watford don't have is a lot of time. And I see Burnley have uh, replaced six foot three Chris Wood with a six foot six. Dutch striker, uh, Veghorst, who was playing at Wolfsburg, and uh, expect there to be lots of aerial battles when when uh, Burnley play that. It'll be the old chuck it in the mixer, son, and see what happens. Um, I, and I, you know, I think Burnley probably have come up short in this window. I think they would have liked a bit more. I think they will struggle. Uh, ultimately, I think Norwich will get pulled back in. Potentially Everton too under Fat Frank. Uh, Frank, I, I don't, I don't think he's a great appointment for Everton. Um, you know, Chelsea's big problem when he was there was they were conceding too many goals. Everton's problem under Rafa was they're conceding too many goals. So I don't see how Frank fit, uh, fixes that. And for a team that's got a pretty good midfield, he added two more midfielders, but didn't add a goal scorer, didn't add any, anything at the back. So I think Everton could get pulled into it as well. 
Right, uh, let's look at um, uh, the top of it. Um, Manchester City uh, now uh, nine clear of Liverpool, so uh, the gap's perhaps not uh, being bridged quickly enough at the moment. Only one game at the weekend, but it is having just uh, listened to what you talked about there, very important. Uh, Burnley-Watford. Yeah, Burnley-Watford game. Uh, that, that's a massive game for both clubs. Um, Burnley have got a lot of games in hand, I think, because they've missed so many. I think they've got about up to four games in hand on teams above them. Uh, it's If it's a must-win for anyone, it's really a must-win for Watford, But given how many games in hand Burnley have got. But I think both teams need to win this, and it's going to be interesting to see how how much of an impact Roy Hodgson's been able to have in a short period of time. Uh, I would, given that this, I think, is at turf more, I would I would plump for Burnley to get the win here. Um, I don't think it'll be pretty. It'll probably be 1-0, uh, and it'll be off somebody's head or backside or something, but uh, I think that's kind of the way it'll go. And, uh, yeah, you're right, Smithy, just the one game this weekend, because it's FA Cup fourth round, so everyone else is involved uh, in FA Cup matches. It's hard to really show a lot of uh, enthusiasm and support for a side that has not won a game. Uh, but I look at the women's Phoenix uh, side, and when you look at uh, how they've started, the late notice they got, uh, the late access to players, etc. You know they've actually played not a not too bad of brand of football, and um, you know the, if anything they're squandering opportunities um, that a lot of people thought perhaps they wouldn't have. So how do you sum it up thus far? Ricardo? I think they're ahead of the curve, to be honest. And I know that seems a funny thing to say for a team that's got one point. Uh, but I look at their last three performances. They were 2-1 up against Brisbane, uh, who were a team in the in the playoff places, and they end up giving up two late goals. So they need to learn how to close games out. They, they panicked a bit. Then they played Adelaide, who were fourth. They lost 1-0 to a late goal there. Uh, it was a tight game. They had chances. And then their last game against Perth, they should have won that game. They really should have. They were 2-1 up, six minutes left, and they end up losing 3-2. Those are frustrations. Um, but I talked to Natalie Lawrence, the assistant coach, yesterday. She said that you know it's stuff that's fixable. It's stuff they're working on. It's really about them... When you're in those situations, not thinking that you're a centre-back, not thinking you're a full-back, it's about holding your position in the box and not following the ball and doing your job and mm. keeping your head. And that and that's what they're working on at the moment. I don't think they're too far away. I think uh, they've got a run of five games uh, coming up that I think it's really likely they're going to get points out of. I think they'd, they'll probably get one or two wins and, and they might pick up a draw as well in this, this next run of five games. And I don't think it's too far away. And I think it's probably better than what we could have expected. I agree, totally agree, and uh, uh, they're not getting hammered um, on a weekly basis, and that would have been bad news. Ricardo, thank you very much uh, for your time this morning. Uh, look forward to your, your input again uh, this time next week and uh, your shows throughout the, the next uh, six or seven days. Cheers, man. Cheers, Billy.